670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Final show of the week for all of us. This is our uh, Christmas show today. Oh, yeah. We're off tomorrow on Christmas Eve, so welcome to Christmas Eve Eve today. He's Rick Worthington, Chris Walton, back with us. Mike Casper, 208-336-3700-pound, 670 on your Verizon Wireless. If you want to get through today, uh, also going to serve as uh, Open Phones, uh, because Open Phones Friday is sponsored once again, by Fast Eddie's in Meridian. So anything you want to talk about today that you would hold off till tomorrow, uh, don't do that. <laughs> we can literally talk about don't do that. anything. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, we can literally talk about anything you want to talk about. It is all about you. If you want to continue to talk about why you love or hate feminism... Thanks to Rick for I getting that Hornets net stirred up yesterday. I on that yesterday. <laughs> um, People were writing me and <laughs> telling me that they didn't agree with my opinion, which, by the way, I didn't give because I had to leave. Yeah, Ma- take that. But maybe they just know you your get opinion. Leaving. Maybe they just know your opinion and assumed that your opinion was wrong. Well, I guess that's fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who knew uh, from one little email that uh, we would get uh, two and a half hours yesterday? And by the way, in case you missed it, Chris... Probably you did. Um, we probably received more phone calls and emails and text messages from females over a two and a half period. Uh, I know more two and than a half hour a, period. A, any time that I, since I've been working here, and uh, it, it was great. Uh, actually, instead of you know Rick and I or other guys giving their ideas on feminism, it was great to hear from women be able to uh, mm-hmm. give their ideas. It, it is amazing how much insight you can get into women's issues from women. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? Yeah. <laughs> so um, to all the ladies yesterday who, who called in, um, it was awesome. It was great to hear uh, your side. And uh, thank you for everybody once again yesterday for uh, sharing their thoughts. But that's just one of the things. If you'd like to talk about that, you uh, Mike, can. Mike, do me a favor and explain to people what happened and how that came about. It was It was pretty organic. We didn't come into it wanting everyone to talk about feminism yesterday no i literally thought that it would take uh you know maybe just the email that that we received from a gentleman who uh took uh, maybe offense is a strong word but didn't like the fact of an editorial written and, and i don't want i can't remember what newspaper he read it in if it was the idaho statesman or something else uh, about Scott Yenner and, you know, probably should be fired from Boise State University. And it was uh, a gentleman who had taken his class years ago and, and uh, he had heard the speech and said, you know, once again, people are taking his comments out of context with just taking the one little um, snippet from uh, his speech about, what was it, women being overly medicated and meddlesome and whatever like that. And then they saying that they didn't listen to the rest of the speech. They take that one little bit. And they think that that's the whole thing of the speech. And he, he was, you know, upset that he had continues to be taken out of context on that. And then Rick was, it was what really stirred it up 
um, when he said, I don't understand. And, and Rick, I, I think I'm going to paraphrase you here. If, correct me if I'm wrong. He goes, you know, Rick's definition, his own opinion is that feminism is about equality. And then just before we went to break at the top of the hour at 8 o'clock, he goes, what? If you don't like or you hate feminism, what is it you hate about feminism? Or what is well, it that you like about feminism? Feminism and- is just defined as, you know, equality of the sexes. And feminist views are just about, you know, maintaining some type of balance in regards to men and women in all walks of life. And I don't understand why that makes so many people angry. What is it about equality that you don't like? And it it seems what we learned is people view feminism differently in terms of what it really is. My definition is about equality, and that's, you know, a dictionary definition. Mm -hmm. It's about equality. What is it about that that makes you so upset and we got a lot of calls from females that said disagreed and said it's not about equality because women have equality it's guaranteed by law now feminism is turned into something else and talked about extremist way you know views you know both directions and and things like that it was surprising about i i guess basically one of the things that i can say i personally learned you know is that you can be all for equality which most people are and still not be for feminism. <laughs> yeah. And that's something. Yeah. So we learned a few things yesterday, yeah, and I think was, that's good. It was a great conversation um, that we had over the last two and a half hours of the show on, you know, what what was kind of a slow news day yesterday. So um, it, it ended up being very interesting conversation, and, and we're very happy that everybody took advantage. Well, you're welcome. Uh, Spinner in Hammett, is that right? Yes, sir. It sure All right. is. Spinner, good morning. We got just a minute here. Uh, what do you want to talk about this morning, real quick? Um, why the feminist groups haven't targeted and stood up for women uh, getting their records stolen from transgender individuals? You know, these if someone identifies or someone feels that they need to go play transgender, rock on. Do what you got to do. I'm at no liberty to judge that. But once they come into the market and they can just, like that Penn State swimmer, just just destroyed those women's records no one stood up for those girls that worked their butts off and like put in those hours when this confused male that identifies as a transgender comes in wipes the records clean i just i I feel that the feminist movement should be targeting actually protecting women versus going along with you know the the fab five from aoc and standing up for hoopla and nonsense. Thank you for the call, Spinner. Uh, appreciate your thoughts. Phone lines are off, uh, up, and we are off and running already this morning. What do you know? Uh, let's uh, first, though, get you caught up with what's happening with sports overnight. It's brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli and Meridian. You want to get by for a great last-minute Christmas gift. Uh, gift certificates would uh, be a great idea for a stocking stuffer. Everybody would love Fat Guys Fresh Deli uh, Christmas gifts. Boise State, on the road last night. Went and defeated a Pac-12 opponent. Degenhardt dribbling with the left side. Now back to the right. Hook shot is good. Tyson Degenhardt, first, second half basket. Puts the Broncos up 3, 42-39. Bob Beeler on the call right here on 670 KBOI last night. Broncos had to come from behind, but they got it done. 58-52 win against Washington State at Spokane Arena. 
That, by the way, closes out their non-conference schedule with six consecutive wins. Uh, and they got it done on the free throw line last night, believe it or not. Yeah, um, Abu Kijab, who is shooting 57% on the uh, season, I think went 9 of 11 last night. Um, and Abu Kijab, uh, I think Boise State has found their person to take over when they have to have a bucket because he was unstoppable. Yeah. And the great thing is, early in the season, he was taking threes. <laughs> He's quit doing that. He goes to the bucket, and usually he either makes a bucket or he gets fouled. And Look, last in, night, he looked close, awesome. We have we talked about this, uh, all three of us. If you want to win close games against good teams, you've got to get it done at the free throw yep, line. And they did last night. 18-21 at the free throw line. Three-pointers, not as good, though. They were 4 of 16 for just 25%. That doesn't help, but when you get it done with your freebies, you can make up some of that. The other thing, once again, just want to reiterate about how good this team is defensively. They just held a Pac-12 opponent to 52 points. Yeah, and Washington State only shot 30% from the floor last night. That means you're d up on somebody. Yeah, I can remember a time when it was impossible for our football team to hold a Pac-10 appointment <laughs> right. or a, opponent to 52 points. I want you guys to understand that the Mountain West is really stacked right now. Colorado State is 10-0. and <laughs> Wyoming is 9-2. and Fresno State is 9-3. and San Diego State is supposed to be the best team. They're 8-3. and I mean, some say San Diego State's the best team. Colorado State right now, undefeated, though, looks and what Good. Boise State's nine and four is that right? Boise State is nine and four. And Utah State is nine and four. You look I mean, at Boise State's schedule, and it's been a tough preseason schedule, uh, non-conference schedule. This real, I think, is really going to help. It, it, man, this is. I don't know what's going to happen in the Mountain West, but you're you're exactly right. The top five or six teams could probably win the conference this year. We're in for a good season. Yeah. I like what Coach Rice has done with this team right now. I'm usually, you know, very negative. I, I like what he's done. I'll give him an attaboy. That was a good win last night. Yeah. KBUI News Time is 617. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Six twenty four two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pounds six seventy on your Verizon Wireless. It is our holiday show today, our Christmas show. And I almost said holiday, and was going to get people calling. It's like, what? You, you can't say Christmas anymore. You're not allowed. No, it's our Christmas show, but it's also mm-hmm. a holiday. That's true. When I say happy holidays, I usually mean you know Merry Christmas and Happy New Year all tied together. I'm not you know trying to be politically correct or anything like that. I like to say to people, season's greeting on this Christmas holiday. <laughs> but see, you said Christmas, so that's going to really upset some people who, you know. Well, you know, um, I don't want to do it this early in the morning, but you understand the raspberry so- uh, sound? Mm-hmm. You know, like where you're, you know. You can go ahead and do it. There you go. Well, there, I mean, go. <laughs> that, that is what I say to people who don't. We're, we're, we're like six feet a distance away, so. That's a good point. You're not going to pass anything along. You just spit all over the microphone. Uh, James just uh, wrote us email, mike at kby.com, University of Pennsylvania, and that female swimmer who's breaking every record in the books. The only problem I see with that, for the first three years of college, she was a he and just an average swimmer. Sounds really fair to me. Eventually, biological women will want to compete. What is the use of all the training and dedication to your sport if you're just going to get beat by a former male? That comes from James. I think that's 
James, you, you've summed up the you know, thoughts of a lot of people who have a problem with that because you're exactly right. And when we say destroying, in case you haven't, hadn't heard us talking about this uh, here a few weeks ago, what was it? There was one race, I think it was like a, a 1,600-meter race or something like that, that she was like a full 58 yeah. seconds but ahead of second place. Yeah, broke the record by quite a ways. Yeah, which is just absolutely uh, ridiculous when it comes to races to beat your next competitor by 58 seconds, you know, unless you're racing miles. Yeah, miracles, miracles. Not as much. Miracles do happen, but this wasn't really one of those. Yeah. The uh, Dow Futures, as we get ready, final trading day of the year, by the way, today. The uh, Dow was up yesterday, and it uh, looks like we're going to begin here in just over an hour when the stock market, o- or just under an hour, rather. No, it is over an hour. Uh, when the stock market opens up, Dow right now, Futures up uh, 90 points as of right now. So who knows? Some people could be going home today from the final day of trading with a very Merry Christmas, thinking that they have uh, some extra um, you know, coinage in their, in their pockets today. So we'll keep you updated. We'll talk with That's Jeremiah the, Bates also on the way here in about an hour. It always feels dangerous to me when you say to yourself, hey, the stock market's up. I think I'll go out and spend more. <laughs> we'll take your phone calls and emails. It is open phones uh, day today. Final uh, day show that we're all together here. We're off tomorrow for Christmas Eve. So if you have something you want to talk about, doesn't matter what it is, whether it's on subject or not, and you just maybe want to wish somebody uh, a Merry Christmas, you can do that today too. Um, just call us up, 208-336-3700. That's the same for our text line. You can email Chris at KBOI.com or Mike at KBOI.com. KBOI News Time 626. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. Good morning. Chris Walton, Mike Casper here with you this morning. Just a reminder, coming up, uh, Christmas in color. If you'd like to get into the Christmas spirit, you might not uh, necessarily be there yet. Uh, This will get you in the uh, mood. Christmas in color going on at Expo Idaho. We'll have another uh, carload of people that you can take. Friends, family. Yes, when I say carload, you don't have to get out of your car to enjoy these Christmas lights. We'll have a chance for you to win that coming up here within the next couple of hours. If you'd like to set your speed dial, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless, you can do that. We also have one final day of getting your chance at a $50 gift certificate to uh, Granny C's Bakery coming in. Uh, Ron in Boise, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Yeah, good morning, guys. I, I just wanted to... Uh talk briefly about uh, homeless uh, this uh, this time of the year. Uh, I don't see a whole lot uh, being done um, to alleviate that in this country. I mean, I've been to Portland, uh, I've been to Ohio, Pittsburgh, um, and I still see a lot of people on the street. Uh, uh, in, the seven, uh, in the 80s, I did a project for uh, homeless veterans but it's the, the problem now is a lot worse than it is. And I don't see anybody really making an effort, especially the feds, to try and alleviate that, you know, whether it's building housing, getting them into shelters and, and uh, stuff like that. They do a pretty decent job here in Boise, but uh, I still run into people that are still sleeping uh, outdoors at this time of the year. And I'd really like to see something done. Um, because I hate to hear of uh, people uh, freezing to death in the winter, especially yeah. uh, my brother veterans. I, I'm curious because, and, and I think you're right. I mean, 
as compared to a lot of other cities. I mean, it's still a problem, you know, but when you have people sleeping on the streets, as you just mentioned, you still see them here in Boise in the winter times. Why, why do you think that is? Because, you know, there are shelters available. Um, and, and when we come back, we don't have time to do it here. Um, three homeless nonprofits have uh, opened up even day shelters now, which didn't used to happen here in Boise. You got kicked out in the morning and got to come back and sleep at night. Um, I'm going to share that information with you coming up here. But uh, do people make the decision to just not go to the shelter, do you think? Well, I think that one of the major issues, at least two of them that I've found, is uh, uh, mental illness. A lot of people that are on the street suffer from that. And uh, a society hasn't really made an effort to address that. And then, of course, uh, the old adage, addiction. Uh, you know, at least uh, one out of three that are homeless uh, veterans, you know, have uh, either one of those problems or both. And uh, I think there needs to be a more concerted effort to try to uh, alleviate that across the country, especially uh, this time of year. And I think uh, more guys, uh, more veterans uh, need to uh, get together with the VA or other organizations and do an outreach is mean that they don't come to find us. We go and find them and to make an effort to try and bring them indoors right. and to uh, network them to mental health or, or uh, addiction um, places, you know, where they can get the help yeah. they need yeah. to try and, you know, come back into society. Ron, thank you for the call. Great thoughts. Um, and uh, Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas, guys. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 642, uh, Doug in Meridian. Good morning and uh, Merry Christmas to you. Thank you. I'm actually in Meridian, Idaho, California. Hello, Doug. Are you there? Uh, barely. You got not a, not a good signal. How's that? Is that better? That's better. Yeah, talk into the okay. microphone. Okay. Um, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Never mind it. Happy Holidays. I'd rather say Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Okay. And and also what Chris did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Doug. Uh, Appreciate it. That's the Bronx cheer. <laughs> Everybody can do that today. Um, it's, it's, it's also called the bilabial fricative, in case you just want to, you know. Can you spell d- that for it. me? D- uh, let's see. No, B- don't. I- okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I uh, wanted to get to this because I promised this as we were going to uh, break. Starting this week, anyone in need of getting out of the elements can uh, go to a new warm-up day shelter. It's located at 511 South Americana Boulevard right next door to catch to uh, warm up, get a shower, Access case management. Shelter is going to be open from 8.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m., seven days a week. And that's going to be going on through the end of March. The shelter will be in addition to the day shelter services for guests at Interfaith Sanctuary on their property and a limited uh, number of services at Corpus Christi Day Shelter. Since, Since last winter, Interfaith Sanctuary had begun allowing guests to stay outside behind its building during the day instead of kicking guests out until it was time to check back in the next night. Peterson Steigers of Interfaith Sanctuary said that there are meals available to shelter guests throughout the day also and heated tents for them to uh, stay warm during the uh, winter months. Uh, The main library, unlike last year, is also currently open for anyone to visit. 
warm up, use the computers, check out books, and uh, warm up day shelter. Looking also for volunteers to assist guests and donations for warm winter clothes and hot beverages like coffee, hot apple cider, and tea. So if you are listening this morning, happen to be homeless, or you know somebody who is homeless, and uh, want to get them out of the elements, there's uh, uh, directions to send them during today, the day so that they can get meals, they can get warm drinks, and uh, they can, as mentioned there, yeah. get out of the cold, which, by the it's, way, will uh, become important next week because a cold front is moving in. So temperatures uh, throughout Idaho could be dipping into the uh, single digits next week. Today it's rather warm for December, but uh, it's also very wet. Yeah. Uh, thank goodness it's warm today or we could have had a fun uh, commute into uh, work this morning but snow in the mountain areas if you are getting ready to head out today and tomorrow or yet today and yesterday two of the busiest travel days of the entire year um check the airports get there two hours and two hours at least two hours in advance um if you're planning on parking the airport airport don't plan that uh, i airport. would at the airport what? um i would definitely plan at uh, parking uh, at the auxiliary parking because uh, it, it's been filling up. And like I said, it, it's going to have more travelers this year than three years. It's been most travelers in three years before that dreaded coronavirus word hit. So just keep that in mind. Check your airport. Check your uh, you know parking lots before and get there way early. And by the way, don't pack guns in your luggage. Just saying. <laughs> Just time for a check on what's going on with sports. Once again this morning, Fat Guys, Fresh Deli, and Meridian. I bring that up because a couple of people pack guns here in the last five days. Yeah, in there. TSA has had Carry some on luggage, there. and it's a $5,000 fine if you get caught. So just, just keep that in mind, okay? Um, this update on sports brought to you by Fat Guys, Fresh Deli, in Meridian. I want to let you know, uh, by the way, about Fat Guys today, broccoli cheddar soup. And jalapeno baked potato cheddar. Mm. They will close at 3 p.m. tomorrow on Christmas Eve, and they are closed on Christmas Day. There you go. What? Getting the information out to the people. What about people that want to eat on Christmas Day? A great bowl of soup. They're not going to open for them. You get one today, and then you get an extra bowl for tomorrow. Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl was played yesterday, and I'm happy to report that Army, the Black Knights, defeating the Missouri Tigers by a score of 24-22. to Don't know if you watched football yesterday or not. Uh, Army, well, they went six of nine in the air with three different players throwing a pass. Wow, they passed nine, nine whole times? Nine passes in the game, and that was between three different players. <laughs> uh, yeah, not a lot of yards through the air, 95, but they did run an awful lot. 55 total team runs on their way to a 24-22 victory. And I think that's you know the key for this team is, hey, we're just going to keep it on the ground, control the clock, and... It works for a lot of teams out there. So uh, congratulations to Army. The big win for yesterday, of course, came for Boise State as they beat Washington State 58-52. to The Broncos held an opponent to 60 or less for the 10th time this season and had a big second half outscoring the Cougars 39-28. to Marcus Shaver scored 15 in the game and talked about the comeback. Just took us a while to get going on offense. Uh, second half, we just reset and... Um, just came out stronger, and uh, just being more aggressive was really the difference maker in this game. Abu Kijab scored 19, and Tyson Degenhart added 11. And the Broncos made 18 of 21 shots at the free throw line for a season-best 86%. Now 9-4, and four, the Broncos will open Mountain West play next Tuesday at home against Fresno State. Bob Beeler, 670 KBOI. KBOI News Time is 647.
Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Oh, that's not going to be fun driving on Christmas Day with that one to two feet of snow. Hitting, yeah. uh, expected I'm, to be I'm in the sure, mountains. I'm sure glad I planned my uh, Christmas day so I don't have to. <laughs> How about you, Mike? Uh, no, not so much. We're we're uh, traveling north. We got a long trip going on. We're going to get Over to the... Grangeville. We're going to go to Clarkston. We're going to go to Spokane, and then we're going to the Tri Cities. Not all in one day, however. We got lots of family we're going to be visiting. So mm, okay. That might change our travel plans. I'm going to have to look and see what the snow is doing on Christmas Day. Our Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question coming up here for you. $50 gift certificate to Granny C's can be yours if you can answer it. It's brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, celebrating their 20th anniversary. Question today, what is the best-selling Christmas song of all time? We need the name and the artist. Over 50 million copies worldwide have been sold of this uh, particular song. If you know the answer, stick around. 20 after 8, we'll give you a chance to get that gift certificate. For your Google Play, simply say, hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Rocking around the Christmas tree, it's Brenda Lee. That's one of the... Uh, most popular Christmas records of all time. But, of course, uh, we asked just before the top of the hour uh, for you to, you don't need to answer it right now. In fact, you can't answer it right now. We won't let you answer it. No, at, at about 8.19, we will be asking you what was the most popular uh, recorded Christmas song of uh, all time. You know, and I'm, I'm feeling in a uh, very giving mood because it is our Christmas Eve Eve show today. So I'm going to give you a couple of more hints that might help you out and reason to stick around. Not only is this the best Christmas song, best-selling Christmas song, but it is the best-selling song of all time. One of the best Christmas poems of all time, of course, was from Clement Clark Moore, entitled A Visit from St. Nicholas, the one that starts out, "'Twas the night before Christmas and all through the house. And today was, uh, it's December 23rd, 1823 was the year that that poem first appeared in uh, the Troy Sentinel in Troy, New York. I'm going to give, I, this is how much of a giving mood that I am in. The person who wrote this Christmas song for our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question grew up in Spokane, Washington. Recorded it, you mean? Huh? No, he grew up in Spokane, Washington. But he recorded it, not wrote it. Oh, that's right. Sorry. Yeah, yeah he, okay. he he recorded it. Sorry. Right. Say, he sang it. There we go. <laughs> yes, you're right. And he was he, he was quite good. There. I, that should be enough hints to help everybody out this morning. I would imagine. You know, I, even the last hint may have actually possibly given it away for some people. Wanted to uh, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Phone lines are uh, open this morning, and it is Open Phones Friday. Uh, I wanted to uh, to take a listen. This kind of epitomizes why people are sick and tired of some news outlets and the way that they report some stories. Um, this is from uh, CNN over the weekend. Dr. Anthony Fauci on, was on with Jesse Wat- Waters, and they were talking uh, about a uh, comment that was uh, made at a Turning Point event. 
taken completely out of context just so that they could have the context of saying, hey, this man is being threatened with his life. They are telling people to pick up a gun and kill Dr. Anthony Fauci. I want you to take a listen to how it was reported on CNN first. Uh, on the subject of divisiveness, Dr. Fauci, I'm not going to play it because, frankly, I think it's dangerous. But, but Jesse Waters, who was a Fox News entertainer, was giving a speech to a conservative group where he talked about you and suggested to the crowd that they ambush you with what he said was some kind of rhetorical kill shot. That was his exact word. I'm wondering you know, how much that concerns you when you hear language like that about you and your, your well-being. Well, John, that's horrible. I mean, that just is such a reflection of the craziness that goes on in society. The only thing that I have ever done throughout these two years is to encourage people to practice good public health practices, to get vaccinated, to be careful in public settings, to wear a mask. And for that, you have some guy out there saying that people should be giving me a kill shot to ambush me. I mean, what kind of craziness is there in society these days? That's awful that he said that. And he's going to go very likely unaccountable. (laughs) I mean, whatever network he's on is not going to do anything for him. I mean, that's crazy. The guy should be fired on the spot. Now, first of all, the reason that they don't play, you know, he said he doesn't want to play because it's dangerous. He didn't. You don't play it because it, it proves that you've taken his comment out of context. Just that one comment. And I get the impression with. Dr. Fauci's reaction to it that he also had not heard the full context of the shot of the uh, kill shot comment because he was not talking about picking up a gun and killing somebody. Um, go ahead. This, this is the actual comment in context from Jesse Waters. Take a listen. Now you're going for the kill shot. The kill shot with an ambush, deadly because he doesn't see it coming. This is when you say, Dr. Fauci. You funded risky research at a sloppy Chinese lab, the same lab that sprung this pandemic on the world. You know why people don't trust you, don't you? Boom! He is dead! He is dead! He's done! Now, how you do that in 30 seconds. That's all you need. And, this, he thought, and, he, he, and he thought that was reasonably profound, did he? Uh, I, I don't know. Hmm. I'm not in his head. Uh, I, it just, I mean, when you listen to the actual quote, he's not talking about picking up a gun and killing Dr. Fauci. No, that's true. He's, it's a metaphorical kill shot. Yeah. And, and talking about ambushing, he's not talking about physically ambushing him. He's talking about ambushing him in an interview with a question. Right. And but of course that out of that context, <laughs> CNN wouldn't have a story there, wouldn't have a question to uh, ask Dr. Fauci, and you know would have gotten rid of a few minutes of that interview. But that I, I mean, when we talk about devices, and here here's the whole thing is as, as you listen to that um, CNN shot there. Um, whoops, I said shot. Oh my gosh, uh, that CNN again an expression we understand. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, as you listen to that, they're talking about divisiveness and why it's so bad in this country. And they're using a quote taken completely out of context that they know was taken out of context to be more divisive as they were take, talking about how divisive our country is. It's just, what are you, seriously? Well, I mean, to, to be fair, there are nine billion ways that you can divide people. 
it's easy to do and you can be divided like for instance you and your wife might have something that you've never agreed upon but it's just one thing and you don't talk about it all the time to a certain extent you are divided but on the other hand you're not divided when it comes to everything yeah and you and, you can and, be and, divided divided sure. and not be divisive right you can try but I mean that by not talking about it you're you're sitting there not being divisive about something you're still divided you don't agree on it you just agree not to agree you know what what CNN but you're, and the, but you're it, not divided if you agree not to agree and it doesn't affect your your relationship no uh, then uh, that's really not divisiveness I don't think no it, it's just and like I said Taking this whole thing out of context, how many people would have taken the time going, oh, my God, did he really say that? Or just absolutely agree and believe what CNN was saying that would, that Jesse Waters basically would, said, uh, you need to pick up a gun and you need to take a kill shot and ambush, ambush Dr. Fauci when I that would, wasn't what he was saying. I would guess that compared to years ago, there are more people that would uh, <laughs> check out the source first. <laughs> you would hope, but I'm not sure if that's the case. You know, just based on how upset people get. And I don't know, the, the ridiculousness of that whole thing when I heard that is like, well, the reason you're not going to play the uh, quote isn't because you don't want it, you feel it's dangerous. It's because it's out of context. That's why you didn't play the quote. Let's get a check on uh, what's going on with sports once again this morning. Fat Guys Fresh Deli and Meridian, uh, your home once again for getting some great stocking stuffers. Uh, they are open today, full day today, and uh, then they are open until 3 o'clock tomorrow, Christmas Eve, closed on Christmas. So if you want to get in and uh, you know get uh, some extra soups for your holidays, you might want to get in there and get that today or get your gift certificates today or tomorrow up till 3 o'clock. You know, also worth mentioning, they're open all day. Full business the day after Christmas when you're doing your returns. Monday. Not, I know you will not be. Not Sunday. Monday. I know you will be. Right. You know, somebody's getting a sweater they don't want. That's well, all I'm saying. That would be that would be wrong to take your sweater back. Boise right? State went on the road and just beat up. I don't want to say beat up. They they got a win last night. That's the important thing over a Pac-12 team. He caught out of backcourt with the dribble. Gives it off to Kijab. To Degenhardt. Left side for three. Tyson nails it. A Mountain America three for Tyson Degenhardt, and it's 49-45, Boise State. Bob Beeler on the call right here on 670 KBY, Boise State. Get it's a come-from-behind victory, 58-52 over Washington State up in Spokane, and that closes out the non-con schedule. Broncos do it by winning their last six in a row. Their next game, next week, they play on the 28th at home, opening Conference play against Fresno State, not going to be an easy game. Tip-off, 7 p.m. right here on 670 KBOI. Um, Also, just keep in mind that there are several teams in the Mountain West that look like they're really good this week, uh, or this year, I should say. Uh, Nothing is going to be a gimme. Football today, you've got the Frisco Football Classic. That's North Texas taking on Miami of Ohio. Uh, let's see, you've got the Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl, UFC, or UCF, that is, versus Florida. Uh, that will be on ESPN as well. Both those games today will be. And then you've got one game tomorrow. I'll tell you about it now because we're not here. It's the Easy Post Hawaii Bowl, Memphis versus Hawaii. See if the Mountain West can go 5-0 and on the bowl game season. They win tomorrow, 5-0 for the 5-0, yeah. Mm-hmm. KBOI News Time, 718.
Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. Summons will play tonight. Kickoff 620 We have some uh, sports running there. There we go. Jeremiah Bates. Sounded a little bit like Rick Worthington there for a I moment. say a little bit. I mean, I'm not the sports <laughs> guy, but... It was a good uh, imitation. Jeremiah, uh, Merry Christmas to you. Final day. We'll talk to you until uh, next week. But uh, jobs report, is it out yet, jobs report, or is it coming out here later this yeah, morning? Yeah, no. So it was released, and, and Merry Christmas, gentlemen. It's been a, can't believe we're already here, but it's been a great year. Uh, of course, this is the last uh, active trading session of the week. Futures are up slightly. So, you know, it's interesting. Historically, the week leading into Christmas, there's not a lot of volatility. It's fairly boring on Wall Street, but Omicron certainly threw a curveball on Monday, but we've seen things trend upward. And we're going to close the week out on some positive news, at least on the economic data front. So you have uh, the number of Americans filing for first-time unemployment benefits last week which was surprising because it actually came into what uh, it came in. The number came in of what economics or economists had expected 205,000. It's usually a good surprise to the upside or a surprise to the downside. This time it was right in line. So you got to also look at what the, what those numbers showed earlier this month. Jobless claims dropped to a 52 year roll or low. So this is a, this is a clear sign that there's a clear recovery in the labor market. You also have continuing claims, meaning the number of Americans who are consecutive, consecutively receiving unemployment aid that also showed a decrease. So that's at the lowest level. Uh, for insured unemployment since March 14th of 2020. So I know I'm throwing numbers at you, but ultimately this shows that we're seeing some strong recovery in the labor in the labor force. So this is a positive thing to see heading into the holidays. With 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 all the uh, you know improvements in the economy and uh, and recovery, why do we have such uncomfortable inflation? Yeah, I mean, listen, I know everyone's got their hot take on inflation. There's a few things going on here, and I don't think people can uh, set aside the backdrop. We have significant supply chain issues, and I know that's going to be a redundant statement, but you had an economy that completely stopped. Worldwide economies completely hit the brakes. We've never seen that before. And then it was a mass demand for goods um, right when the economies picked back up, oh, by the way, a bunch of money was put in a bunch of people's pocket by basically every single government across the world. You add that up, I mean, it's it's not surprising to see prices um, jump at, at the rate that they did just because things are in such people. People want products. They, they want them. They had money to spend. And that's what's really caused some uh, some stress on the inflation. So you know, kind of a, a scary story here, uh, or not a scary story, but I you, you, we thought the chip shortage might be you know over with here in the next year or so. Saw a poor uh, story in the uh, Washington Times that said the uh, chip shortage is not going away anytime soon and will probably last into twenty twenty four twenty twenty five. Yeah, and I think you know defining the word shortage. I mean, to what extent is the shortage right? Because you got to look at the. I mean, the world we're living in today. I mean, almost everything, everything relies yeah. on a chip. I mean, that's just the reality. So, I mean, I think companies and actually governments are going to have to get creative, and we may be seeing a less of a globalistic approach towards leaning on um, other manufacturers to bring chips. We'll see a lot of those chip manufacturers probably come stateside, which we're already seeing, particularly in Arizona. We're already seeing some chip plants being uh, created. So, I mean, I think it's a problem for now, but, hey, America's uh, – they're, they're – 
there's the ingenuity is very um, has historically been uh, been great. So I, I I think these are estimates around the chip shortage, but I think it gets sorted out because uh, hey, it's America and we do it better than most other people. Jeremiah Bates, great talking to you. As a matter of fact, you've done such a fantastic job. We're going to give you the next four days off. Thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, Merry Christmas to you, and uh, we will talk to you next week. Merry Christmas. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. One of the best episodes of Seinfeld of all time, and it has turned out to uh, be a uh, holiday now celebrated by many. Today is Festivus, a Festivus for the rest of us. And if you're wondering, do people actually celebrate Festivus? Yes. Uh, Towns across America, St. Paul, Minnesota, Birmingham, Alabama, Erie, Pennsylvania, Tampa, Florida, Austin, Texas, just to name a few of the cities that actually have Festivus celebrations. My absolute favorite activity of uh festivus is the airing of grievances (laughs) i did not realize until this year as much as i have watched this uh as much as i have been at radio stations who participated in festivus and had festivus celebrations in the past did not realize this was a real holiday for one family and that's where it came from one of the writers of Seinfeld, Dan O'Keefe. Here he is uh, explaining how this came to be. <laughs> Holiday that was unique to our family. It didn't have a set date. It just happened whenever he felt like it or was extremely hungover and wanted to jumpstart his synapses. You never know when it was coming. And I'm at a party and my loudmouth younger brother opens his yap and mentions this weird family holiday called Festivus. And I'm on Seinfeld at the time and a couple of my coworkers are there. And then one of them say, Jerry thinks this is hilarious and we want to put it in the show. I tried to dissuade them. They said, look, you can go in your episode or someone else's. So I figured if this has to be smeared onto the world, then I might as well be the hand doing the smearing. A new holiday was born. A festivus for the rest of us. (laughs) Chris, you probably uh, know that because you know more about uh, useless trivia than most people. Mm -hmm, Uh, I had no idea that this was an actual real holiday for a family. I I had heard that story before, and I knew it was one of the writers, but I couldn't have told you which one. But uh, that guy, uh, he has a way with words. Yeah, he, he really does. The tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problem with you people! <laughs> we, uh, at, at the old days of Magic 93.1, we uh, did a Festivus celebration. We did it as just a goof. We didn't think very many people would show up, but we had airing of the grievances where we put everybody in two lines and they just yelled at each other across <laughs> from each other. We had feats of strength and uh, to do that, and we had prizes for this. Uh, the feats of strength were um, Indian leg wrestling. We had, you know, tournament style where you would Indian leg wrestle uh, a person. If you won, you moved on to the next round. If you lost, you were out. 
Um, we had a Festivus pole that we decorated with Christmas lights. It was just a 10-foot pole that we wrapped mm-hmm. Christmas lights around. And like I said, we did this as a goof. It was the Fuddruckers Festivus celebration. Remember the old Fuddruckers? I certainly do. Over 200 people showed up to this stupid thing. <laughs> It was oh, it was fantastic num- festivus fun. Number one, uh, number one during the the Christmas season, people have a tendency to just wish for something different, and and so that fulfilled their dreams about that. Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, uh, uh, you know, Seinfeld was really popular at that time too. And it, it, we had a blast too. It, it was great fun. Couldn't believe how many people actually showed up to it. So, anyway, today for those of you who celebrate in your family, we hope you have the happiest of festivus that you could possibly have <laughs> let's get to check out what's going on in sports one more time this morning brought to you by fat guys fresh deli you want to check out their whole menu uh check it out fatguysfreshdeli.com don't forget today if you want to get soup you got two uh, different flavors to choose from you've uh, got jalapeno bacon potato cheddar once again today and you also have uh cheddar cheese soup uh so broccoli cheddar soup get into fat guys they open up at 10 30 Moved the ball, we directed the ball a little better, we went small ball a little more. That opened the lane up for us. We knew if we moved it a little bit, then we could get a boo going downhill. You know, I thought that was a big factor in the game, getting a boo north and south. We threw ahead to him, we got him in the post a couple times, you know, because he's a, he's a tough guard. Jab led with 19, Marcus Shaver had 15, and Tyson Degenhart 11. The Broncos also made 18 of 21 free throws to ice the win. Up next, Fresno State, Tuesday. Bob Beeler, 670 KBOI. Big defense, really the key in this win for the Broncos, holding Washington State to just 30% shooting from the floor last night and under 30% from three-point range. They were 7 of 24 last night and then just 60% at the free-throw line as well. So the Broncos, for a change, doing better than their opponent at the free-throw line, as you heard Bob say, shooting 18 to 21 from the line. That's 85%. So... Not bad for the Broncos, who, again, are playing really good defense right now. you got to credit Coach Rice for the job he's done with this team. One more note for NFL fans. We have football tonight. The San Francisco 49ers and Tennessee Titans will play tonight. Kickoff 6.20 p.m. Rick Worthington, KBOI News. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. Seven fifty three. He's Chris Walton. Mike Casper. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred. Final show uh, before Christmas. We are off Christmas Eve. It is uh, open phones today. Yes, I know it's not Friday, uh, but since we're not here today, anything you want to talk about, you can talk about. You want to wish somebody happy, uh, happy holidays or Merry Christmas, you can do that. It's brought to you by Fast Eddie's. Don't forget, uh, great place to get in for last minute gifts. You, you've missed every place else. It's Christmas Eve. You're looking for some place to go. They've got great. 
Christmas gifts, items for you throughout the store. Uh, lottery tickets, you know, there's nothing better for a lot of people than lottery tickets. Well, Could be the gift that keeps on giving for a really long time. What is it? The Mega is like over $400 million, isn't it? Yeah, or I think. The, no, it's the Powerball. Powerball is, yeah, yeah $400 million. Um, you've got Christmas spirits, and I'm not talking about the ghosts of Christmas. I'm talking about wines, uh, different type of spirits for the holidays. You want to make mimosas, and maybe you forgot to get orange juice, or, or you forgot champagne, and you wake up Christmas morning, and, oh, man, there's no place open. No, Fast Eddie's will be open Christmas Eve and Christmas morning for you to get those last-minute items. Our phone line is open 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Did you, I don't know if you saw this. Um, Quebec yesterday announced, beginning on Sunday, people will not be able to gather in uh, more than uh, six people in a household. Yeah. Six. That's, Six. That's or two. That's Actually, less than that even. It's two family bubbles or six people, whichever it was, it whichever nice. is less. It, it was nice. And by the way, I think at one time more people than that simply lived at your house. But um, it, it was nice that they gave them till the day after Christmas yeah. to start. <laughs> it's another one of those things that don't make sense. It's like, well, you know, one day after, okay, but Christmas, it's th- this is this important that we have to do this. Well, it, basically, it was like, we're going to go ahead and give up Christmas because we know you'll gather no matter what. So we'll start up the day after Christmas. The other thing I don't understand, we're seeing more um, cities here in the United States. Quebec is already doing this that restaurants and bars must close at 10 p.m. at night. Now, here's what I don't understand. And there's a lot of stuff about COVID-19 that I, I don't understand, but one of the big things that I don't understand is at night, if at 10 o'clock at night, does COVID become worse or something? Is that why they must close by 10 o'clock? I just don't get that. It's like at 9.59, you won't be infected. By 10 o'clock, you've got a really good chance of getting Obviously. infected. Obviously, the the crowd who would normally show up about nine when the band starts, they're trying to get those people to just do something else for a few weeks. But I, it, see, and I get that with maybe bars, but with restaurants, <laughs> it's okay. We can serve food up to nine fifty nine, but at ten o'clock, whew, that COVID really starts to go crazy at ten o one. So we need you out of the restaurant and not eating by ten. It's just yeah, one of. It's, I mean, I'm sure there. Are, I'm sure that there are reasons they feel are good, uh, even if I wish they would share them with us. Even if it doesn't sound like they are. Yeah, I wish they would share the reasons that they think that they are good. So that I'm not sitting there asking. It's like this makes no sense. <laughs> um, Robin writes in. Hi, Mike and Chris. Let me preface this by saying I am vaxxed, not boosted, and I won't be. I think the outrage is this vaccine is so new that people aren't sure, maybe even afraid of unknown effects. The vaccine kids, military, etc., are required to get, have been around for years. I don't fear the effects for me, but for my children and grandchildren. I don't think that there is enough study for long-term effects to feel comfortable getting the vax. Just think it's sad that a person has to make a choice to keep or take a job that they really would like to have based on this particular vax requirement. Such is the way of the world, though. 208-336-3700. We'll talk about anything you want to talk about today. It is open phones. Feel free also to email Chris at KBOI.com or Mike at KBOI.com. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. On the way for you yet this morning, want to get there in the uh, good mood for Christmas, get you in that mood if you're not there already. Uh, we've got Christmas in color going on at Expo Idaho. 
get you and your family, a group of friends in a car, and uh, get to drive through. It takes you about 20, 25 minutes to get through, it's but it's absolutely it. beautiful. $40 yeah, it's value. It's, it's worth seeing. It's, it's a lot of fun. We'll have a chance for you to win that coming up here sometime before 10. Also on the way uh, here in 20 minutes, our Casper and Chris Damn Near Impossible Question brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. Silverhawk Realty celebrating their 20th anniversary this month. Our question today will get you a $50 gift certificate once again to Granny C's. Great for the holidays if you can answer. What is the best-selling Christmas song of all time? We need the name and the artist. A hint for you, not only the best-selling Christmas song, this is the best-selling song of all time. If you know, stick around. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. The traditional milking of the reindeer. That's where eggnog comes from, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Merry Christmas to uh, all of you and uh, your families. Hope you have a very happy and uh, safe holiday. Today is our final day of broadcast for this week. We are off on uh, Christmas Eve tomorrow. Did not know that about the reindeer, by the way. I did not know that either. See, something you you learn something new every day. Uh, by the way, uh, Transportation Security Administration uh, expects today to be the busiest days locally and nationally to uh, travel out of airports. Next busiest travel days will be when people come back January 2nd and 3rd. As a matter of fact, they expect more people to travel this holiday season that have traveled in the last two years pre- pre-COVID. On Christmas Day. What's that? Have you ever flown on Christmas Day? I have not flown on Christmas. I'm trying to think if I've ever flown. Is, I stay away from flying at Christmas time, period. Th- th- this is uh, probably going to sound strange, but uh, the one thing you, if you actually fly on Christmas Day, not around Christmas, but on Christmas Day, the one thing uh, you, you notice in the airports is that it doesn't feel like Christmas at all. <laughs> If you were, if I was going to travel at Christmas time, I would probably choose Christmas Day just because there are less people traveling. That's true. Than today, or on Christmas Eve. Now, officials recommend passengers because of how many people are going to be flying uh, over the next few days to arrive at least two hours before their flight at the Boise Airport. Some of the other airports you might even want to arrive before that at the busier airports. A pivotal way to avoid backed-up security lines is to think ahead, according to TSA spokesperson Lori Dankers, who said, by not bringing prohibited items, you're going to ensure that you have a touchless experience at your checkpoint. On Monday morning, here at the Boise Airport, a loaded 9mm handgun was found in carry-on luggage for a passenger traveling from Boise to Seattle. There was also a loaded clip in the luggage 
That, by the way, 34th firearm TSA has found at the Boise Airport this year. A 50% increase from 2020. And in case you're curious, for those of you who believe you have the right to carry guns, you don't have the right to carry guns in your carry-on luggage. It's a $5,000 fine if you get caught. I I will say, though, uh, considering how very, very, very few people actually flew in the year 2020, that it doesn't surprise me that the stats are bigger for 2021 than they were for 2020. Uh, Dankers also recommended packing gifts in gift bags instead of wrapping them. So some people might not realize this, especially those of you traveling for the first time over the holidays on an airplane. The reason you want to do that or wait to wrap them, period, because if it looks like something might be suspicious, they're going to unwrap your gift to make sure that it's not a security threat. If it's yeah, in a they, gift bag, they can just open up the gift bag. They, no yeah. harm, no foul. Right, right. They tell you straight out not to wrap anything. So just keep that in mind as you head to the airport this morning. The other thing that I would tell you, and I just base this on the fact that I have flown, and my wife has flown here uh, quite a bit, as a matter of fact, this year, at the Boise Airport has got it extremely busy, and that's even before this is the busiest travel of any time this year, is that if you're hoping to park at the airport, in their parking garage, probably not going to happen. So you might just as well plan to park at their auxiliary parking on Overland, just off Overland, um, just right now. And it, and it's easy to do. I, I've had to do it the last two times that I've flown. And uh, you park, and they come pick you up. It's actually easier than parking. You don't have to walk all the way from the That's parking true. garage because they just the drop you off right in front. <laughs> exactly. The shuttle drops you off at the door. Yeah, and the shuttle runs about every uh, nine or ten minutes. So, I mean... Even if you miss the shuttle, it's it's not going to be a very long wait before it gets there. Uh, other news story to update you on uh, that we talked about earlier this week. The U.S. Supreme Court said yesterday that it will hear arguments on an expedited basis on President Joe Biden's COVID-19 shot or test rule for large employers and his separate vaccine mandate for health care workers. Let me rephrase that because CNN may think that I'm talking about people getting shot with a gun there. Um, <laughs> vaccine. Not, not the, you know, a gunshot, a vaccine shot. Um, justices said yesterday they will hear both cases at a special January 7th session. So they've really sped this up um, on whether to let the rules take effect in the face of a barrage of legal challenges. The cases will test the power of the federal government to mandate vaccines on employers who employ more than 100 people. Justices will hear arguments from business groups in Republican-led states. They argue that OSHA exceeds the powers Congress gave the agency and that the federal government lacks constitutional authority to issue such a sweeping mandate. Idaho is part of a separate group of 27 states challenging the OSHA rule. The rule has uh, been set to take effect January 4th, though the agency had said it wouldn't start issuing citations before January 10th. So who knows? We could have this all wrapped up by the Supreme Court and have a final say on whether or not this is constitutionally legal or not before the uh, federal government would issue those $10,000 fines for not getting your employees vaccinated. You're not the only one who has said this, but I did like the question when you asked it, uh, which is, you know, why is the number 100 and is it really safer to only have 99 employees? (laughs) The sad part about this is if there are companies out there that don't want to do it and they employ right now 103, 105, are are they going to fire people to get under that number? 
just so they don't have to enforce it? I don't know. What would you, what would you do? Uh, I'd probably get rid of five employees if I was at 105 just to get it, you know, or 104 just to get it under 100. But that's me. Coming up next, Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question right now. Let's get to Bronco Sports today. Download the 670 KBOI app for your smartphone for free. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question, brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, celebrating their 20th anniversary this month. Mike is going to get first crack at our question, first chance to get that $50 gift certificate to Granny C's Bakery. Mike... What is the best-selling Christmas song of all time? We need the name and the artist. Uh, White Christmas by Bing Cosby. It is. That is exactly right. The most racist Christmas song of all, White Christmas, Bing Crosby. Congratulations, uh, Mike. $50 gift certificate uh, is all yours. They're talking about snow. Come Uh, on. Oh, are they? Yeah. Oh. I stand corrected. Okay. I can't. I can't be hyperbolic if I if I don't you know make hyperbolic statements. Plus, plus they never say I'm dreaming of an all white Christmas. <laughs> well, this is true. That, that's a very good point. Congratulations, Mike. Uh, Fifty dollars gift certificate is yours to enjoy either for Christmas or after the holidays. Uh, hopefully, you get a chance to uh, get out there. Uh, still on the way. We have more winning still coming your way today. Stick around. Uh, we've got Christmas in color. That's going on at Expo Idaho now. Between now and 10 o'clock, we'll have you a chance to uh, win that, and it's for a carload of people to get in. So however many people you can jam into your car, you got a big SUV, think you can get 18 people into it, that's how many can go and enjoy Christmas in color at Expo Idaho. About a $40 value, will take you about 20, 25 minutes, just absolutely beautiful Christmas lights to uh, get in on and your chance to win that on the way sometime in here within the next couple of hours on News Talk KBOI. It is open phones today. We're letting you talk about anything you want to talk about. It's all about you. Feel free to go ahead and give us a call right now. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Toll-free 1-800-5264. You can also email chris at kboi.com or mike at kboi.com. We'll get to your phone calls and emails for open phones. Brought to you by Fast Eddie's coming up after news next at the bottom of the hour. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. It's a Festivus miracle. We're celebrating Festivus this year. Hopefully uh, you'll have a chance to do that. This is also the uh, day before 
Christmas Eve, our final day. That's why we have open phones going on today. You can call us. Anything you want to talk about, it's brought to you by Fast Eddie. Uh, Fast Eddie's on Eagle Road in Meridian. Once again, great place to get in if you forgot a last-minute gift or maybe uh, you didn't forget. You just didn't get out in time to get it. They are open on Christmas Eve. They're also open Christmas morning. So for those of you who maybe forgot champagne for your mimosas or orange juice or eggnog or things like that, plus Christmas gifts. They also have a whole bunch of toys that they got in, a truckload of toys that are spread throughout the store. Um, you know, cigarettes make a great kiss, Christmas gift in a pinch if you know you have a smoker on your list. <laughs> you know, if, if the only thing open is... Uh... The Texaco station in the middle of the night, uh, a cup of coffee can make a really pleasant uh, Christmas morning gift. And they do have a lot of different cups of coffee to choose from. I'm talking different Possibly. flavors that you Possibly can get. A, a pastry that you know that's in plastic. Here's here's another one. Um, if you stayed up all night wrapping gifts or waiting for Santa to show up, and you're a little sleepy, over 300 different energy drinks to choose from. Also. <laughs> Fast Eddie's in Meridian. Uh, 208-336-3700, pounds, 670 on your Verizon wireless. If we want to get through today, well, like I said, we've got an hour and a half left in the show. We'll talk about anything also on the way. Uh, another reason to know those phone numbers. Christmas in Color. We'll give away uh, one more pass for you to enjoy Christmas in Color at Expo Idaho. Um, we'll do that sometime here before 10 o'clock. Let's go to the phones. Dan and Middleton, thanks for being patient. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas, you guys. Look, I got one that'll beat uh, Holiday Inn by a mile. Back uh, when I was growing up in the 40s and 50s um, and into the 60s. As a matter of fact, it was going on in the 70s up here when I moved up here. But growing up, there was a sale after Christmas where all the retailers would get rid of uh, any stock that they didn't sell during the Christmas season. And generally during Christmas, everybody buys colored uh, blankets and towels and sheets. And so it became the annual white sale. Uh And uh, it was always around President's Day. I remember uh, uh, the ads for January white sales. It was every single year. And one year there was a, a cartoon in the paper that had a television story and guys standing there and it said January black and white sale. <laughs> At least it's yeah. p- politically correct, yeah. right? I didn't say it was a funny uh, cartoon. I just said it was whatever, whatever you say, Casper, I mean, you're the youngest. <laughs> uh, actually, no, Chris is the youngest. That's true. Really? Yeah, I, I he's look, got so he's got me beat I, by a few years, as a matter I of look, fact. I look older than Casper, but so I'm you're, actually younger. <laughs> Really? So I feel I, I feel like I'm the youngest. Well, you sound like you're the youngest. I mean, you are a bit immature. It's a festivus <laughs> miracle. I just got called younger than Chris. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. Uh, sure. What, That's the nicest whatever. thing that anybody uh, said to me today. It, you know, it makes Shellman sound older than both of you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Shellman is younger than both of us, by the way. Mm-hmm. Really? Oh, uh, yeah. By, uh, way way oh, younger oh, and, yeah. and way more immature than both of us. By 12 to 15 years. So the, the, the Ohio water must have uh, worked well <laughs> on him. All Are, right, you guys, uh, <laughs> have a Merry Christmas, and uh, tell all these fools to drive a little safer. Uh, it's going to be snowy tomorrow, so...
Yeah, better better to get there late than to not get there at all. Great advice. Dan, thank you for the laughs this morning, and Merry Christmas to you. Another, you bet. Another holiday that, uh, besides Festivus, that is celebrated today is uh, something called Pre-Read the Manual Day. It's, it's, it's a day when you can reduce stress on Christmas morning by reading a toy's operation manual today. Why does that not sound like any fun whatsoever? And you can go buy batteries today if you need them or chargers or whatever it is you, you know, have to have. Yeah, we did that a few weeks ago on Amazon and go, we're going to need a lot of batteries. Good idea. Yeah. Delivered them right to our door. Now we're, we have a whole bunch of Christmas lights that my wife had purchased that run on batteries. Why? I don't know because now we have to change batteries often on our <laughs> Christmas lights, but oh well. Um, the, uh, this is the, the answer. Is, seemed like a good idea at the time, <laughs> um, and, and you know my wife is always right. I know she might be listening right now. Yeah. See, got a little Christmas cheer going on in my life just because of that comment. Um, I know this seems like a story that we have repeated and we have repeated, but I'm going to repeat it again because basically the uh, American Red Cross is begging people to give blood. As many celebrate the busy holiday season, American Red Cross, uh, urging donors, once again, eligible donors, to give blood. And this is something for the last two months uh, that we have talked about the Red Cross being uh, as short on blood as they have been in over a decade, heading into the holiday season when there's a big need uh, for blood, especially if you are type O. But anybody who wants to give blood that is eligible, they are asking to please do so locally the idaho and montana red cross region um are uh, experiencing about a 15 percent decrease in uh, new blood donors this year i get called by the red cross a lot uh telling me that hey it's been a while since you've been in to give blood you know how about coming in this week and and the reason i get those calls so often is my blood type uh, as it's it's very common, but it's O negative, and O negative is the universal donor. No matter mm-hmm. what your blood type is, I can donate blood to you. And that's the one that they are really urging if you're O negative to get in and donate. And it's easy to do. You can make an appointment to give blood as soon as possible by visiting redcrossblood.org or calling 1-800-RED-CROSS. That's 1-800-733-2767 to schedule your appointment. And the great thing is, I mean, it takes you about an hour. You're in, you're out, and right now, everybody who donates uh, gets a, a long-sleeve shirt for donating, just as a thank you. Plus, Chris, what's the other thing you get when you donate blood? Cookies. Cookies and milk and cookies and chocolate milk and cookies and juice. and So it's not even like you're doing it for free. You're going to get a T-shirt, and uh, you're going to get dinner out of it. Okay, maybe is, not dinner, you, but... You, you could be a little dizzy when it's over, and that's why they give you the cookies, <laughs> to give you that uh, little sugar hit, you know? Yeah, but once again, uh, you know, not to make light of it, they are at a uh, decade low as far as uh, their blood banks being filled. So if you can, you're able, um, please think about donating blood. We'll take a break. 208-336-3700, pounds, 670 on your Verizon Wireless. If you want to get through to us this morning, you can do that and are encouraged to do so. It is open phones. We'll talk about anything you want to talk about. Um, you can also email Chris at KBY.com, Mike at KBY.com. We'll get to your phone calls, emails when we come back on News Talk KBY.
It's 670-KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670-KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670-KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Eight fifty-two. Our holiday show today. It's uh, going on. Our final work day of the week. We are off on Christmas Eve, as uh, a lot of people will be uh, off tomorrow. And so today we are kind of doing our Christmas show. It's also open phones, uh, which we usually do on Friday. Sponsored by Fast Eddie's in Meridian. So if you would like to get through to us today, two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. Anybody who would like to talk about anything and be a part of the show, we encourage that. It is all about you uh, this morning. So please feel free to call or email Mike at KBOI.com, Chris at KBOI.com. Text us, same uh, as our main number, 208-336-3700. No name on this uh, email. Mike at KBOI.com says, why do you two keep chuckling at the misery of others? And by the way, you know the reason for stupid COVID rules. First of all, uh, there's more to this email, but I want to say, number one, we don't know the reason for these stupid COVID rules. Well, I, I don't anyway. That's why I ask, why is it okay to go to a restaurant? And I use the uh, restaurant in, in uh, Canada who, beginning Sunday, will only allow six people in uh, homes to congregate. That's, this is private homes and also in uh, restaurants. And they will mandate that all restaurants close at 10 o'clock. I don't understand that. So what what is it? If you know the reason and, and you think we know the reason, I, do, I don't know why COVID spreads more apparently at 1001 than it does at 959 or else what is the reason for them closing at 10 o'clock i don't get that rule i just don't i don't understand it it's never been explained uh he goes on to say we've been saying it from a wait two weeks beginning totalitarianism and the two of you have been a part of trying to do away with america's freedoms Go ahead and explain at the beginning of the third year how we're wrong and you were right all the time when some countries have wiped out the virus altogether, and we could too if our leaders and media just wanted to. By the way, those countries that have wiped out the virus altogether, the uh, uh, vaccine was not optional in those countries. And here's the other thing. Even in those countries, the vaccine, there's not one country that COVID-19 has been wiped out completely. Even in vaccines, and we, we've talked about this, you can get a vaccine for COVID, you can still get COVID, you can still spread COVID. You may not have as good a chance of dying from it or going to the hospital and becoming very, very sick. But if there's a country that's completely wiped off, wiped COVID off the face of their country, I would like to hear which country that is. Yeah, a lot of them have greatly reduced it. They've reduced it, but yeah, it, it, there's no place, no country that has wiped out COVID so far. It's still raging across, you know, the entire world. Um, the other part of this, and I say this to everybody, um, you know, you you claim that we, I don't know how we're doing it, trying to do away with American freedoms. You You accuse both Chris and I specifically of helping to do away with American freedoms. So I will say this to you because I can't respond in the email that you sent to us. Um, go ahead and describe to me which constitutionally guaranteed freedom you have lost over the last two years. You might want to read right from the Constitution because that would be the easiest way to find it. Yeah. So if there is something that I don't know about, but I can't think of any constitutionally guaranteed freedom 
that people have lost. And it, maybe you have, and you can tell me what that is. I, ju- I just don't know what it is. By the way, you know, if you say, well, I have the, the right to work where I want to. No, you don't. You don't have that. That is not a right guaranteed that's, to the Constitution that you have a right to work wherever you want to work. That's why they have uh, human resources people is they hire some people, but they don't hire everyone. So if you'd like to respond, feel free. I just wanted to say that. Get it off my chest. Um, another email, uh, no name on this one either. Mike, I would love to hear you guys just say the word president. If President Trump was still running things, all this would be his fault and not President Biden. He's not even mentioned. Even okay. now, writing I'll this... Let me, I'll respond to wait, this let because me, whoever this is, they write me every day. Oh, do they? Uh, because I, this is even funnier. Because even now, writing this message, spell check, capitalized Biden, but did not capitalize Trump. Wow. It's like he never existed. <laughs> okay. First of all, the reason why it, it capitalized Biden is because Biden is... Joe Biden's name. It didn't capitalize Trump because Trump can also be used as an actual, just as, another word, not as a, a name. As a, a uh, both a verb and uh, as an adjective. Mm-hmm. So that's it, it. I mean, Google isn't getting there and going, okay, let's make sure and not capitalize Trump ever. They just assume that you're talking about the word Trump and not and, the president Trump. And by the way, uh, go ahead and play us the tape from the four years that... Uh, Donald Trump was president when we blamed everything on Donald Trump. Either one of us, actually. Yeah. I mean, you may have heard that, certainly in some media. But, you know, if you search, you can hear anything you want in some media. Especially if you're, as we've talked about this morning, taking it out of context. uh, context. Uh, And I'm reading another email here, and I'd just like to say, you know, on the day before Christmas... It's not really Christmassy today. Uh, AJ writes, since you and millions of others treat Elon Musk... Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Final day uh, before Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve Eve, as a matter of fact, is what we have going on here today. It's also Festivus that we're celebrating. Final day to uh, get through and uh, talk on the air. We won't be here tomorrow. We'll have the day off. So if you'd like to talk and take part in the show, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. If you'd like to get in today, you can also email chris at kboi.com and mike at uh, kboi.com. Uh, I think this is the same guy that wrote us uh, earlier. Does a country running a zero COVID death rate for the last six months mean they haven't gotten rid of COVID? Yeah, that's exactly what that means. Just because you haven't had anybody die doesn't mean COVID mean is still not COVID. in the uh, country. You said um, there are countries that have totally eliminated COVID. That's not true. TC has written in and says, uh, hey, Chris, are you and Mike going with Paul Jay in the spring to fight Nazis? 
at least send Nate with him. He seems like he's already always ready to throw down. Happy holidays. Thank you, TC. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. No, we're not going. Well, I'm not going. I, I can't speak for Mike. Uh, no, I'm not going. Okay. Um, no, text message in, 208-336-3700, says, uh, you show me a country that's completely eradicated COVID, and I'll show you a country that stopped keeping score. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense, too. Uh, Chuck has written in and says, uh, another arrogant politician that claims they are the taxpayer's friend, Commissioner Van Beek, made this statement on video in favor of of uh, passing the newest urban renewal district in Caldwell. In a nutshell, she said, if you don't like it, move somewhere else. This project will raise our taxes again, which are presently very high, partly because of past urban renewal projects. The department heads, Canyon County uh, controller and clerk, who have the numbers, show this project will raise our taxes. Commissioner Carrie Smith agreed with her also. Check the video out when you have time. And it's it's a YouTube video, but uh, that's basically what the gist of it is. Uh, Jerry writes in, uh, AJ, since uh, you and millions of others treat Elon Musk as some sort of exalted genius, I don't remember, Chris, you and I ever treating him as such? Uh, the last thing I remember saying about him is I think I uh, made fun of the shape of one of his rockets. That might have <laughs> been Bezos, though, I'm not sure. Uh, need I remind you that he has basically extorted millions of taxpayer dollars for his company that is still in the red? Tesla Motors ring a bell, and a few of their self-driving cars have killed some drivers. If he were such a genius, he'd be investing and investigating the solution to all energy problems, which is solving the perpetual motion mystery and creating an anti-gravity machine. Seems ETs flying about Earth with ease in their UFOs have overcome the latter, yet people like Musk would rather waste taxpayer money on frivolous operations only the wealthy can afford. So the, the actual <laughs> argument there is if people from other planets can do it, why yeah. can't why can't, why can't Elon, not we, Elon Musk. Oh, I see. Yeah, um, because uh, apparently you and I think that he is I, some sort of I have exalted genius. arguing with that, but I don't think it's because I don't know the answer. Um, also, if he has basically extorted millions of taxpayer dollars, can you say if he has or hasn't? I don't know what you mean by basically, because if you extort taxpayer dollars, um, that's against the law. It's a felony. You go to prison. I mean, he he took advantage of it. He didn't break any laws, but yeah. he, did, he did take advantage of a situation that uh, most people feel wasn't necessary for his company. But here's the deal. If, if it's available, why wouldn't you take advantage of it as a business owner? I'm talking about any business owner, and I don't, I don't care if it's Elon Musk or anybody else. If it's there to take advantage of legally, why wouldn't you? If it helps your company you, out. You, you may lack chutzpah. Uh, by the way, uh, yeah, there are, have been some self-driving cars that have killed some drivers. Um, there's been a lot more non-self-driving cars that have killed drivers also. That's a good point. It, it doesn't guarantee uh, your safety just because there's somebody in there. No. Um. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless if you want to uh, get through. You can also email Mike at KBY.com, Chris at KBY.com. Uh, a couple more emails. Uh, these, this one's on uh, a subject we talked about yesterday. This is from a happy female. It says, while I appreciated Rick yesterday giving us his definition of feminism, the leadership of the feminist movement is where you get the true meaning of feminism. Otherwise, you'll have a million different definitions. With leadership, it is not about just equality. It is about being a victim, making men subservient, 
Women need the higher uncle jobs, not the school teacher, daycare professionals, etc. One trait of that feminist leadership is that they are never satisfied. Another trait, if you are, uh, is that you are biased, even if you don't know it. Okay. Uh, Dave has written in and says, "Did you guys hear about this? A group of unvaccinated people." who attended a huge conspiracy conference in Dallas earlier this month, all became sick in the days after the event with symptoms like coughing, shortness of breath, and fever. Instead of blaming the global COVID pandemic, the uh, conspiracy theorists think they were attacked with anthrax. This uh, conspiracy claim began after a dozen people spent time together in a confined space at the Reawaken America Tour event in Dallas over the weekend of December 10th. And the fact that this was likely a COVID outbreak and super spreader event has been almost entirely ignored. One podcaster who attended the event and is apparently sick said there's a 99.9% chance it's anthrax even though no one had tested positive for anthrax poisoning and none of the other 3,500 attendees have so far reported suffering the effects of anthrax. Yeah, I haven't seen anything about this story at all. So I can't even comment on it. <laughs> this is the first, heard the, first I'm hearing the, about it. You just heard the entire story, so yeah. you could, you could uh, make a, a short comment if you want. Um. As we get ready to head into the uh, new year, of course, the Idaho legislature will get back in session. Love to uh, hear from you, your thoughts on what you would like the legislature to take up this year. They've already come out and said uh, one of the main things they're going to be talking about and tackling is property taxes. Of course, they said that last year, and they did do something with property taxes last year. However, there are a lot of cities in the uh, state of Idaho who are now complaining about that property tax change in law and how it uh, affected them so probably property tax is going to be looked at again because uh, there are a lot of cities that did not like what it did as far as taking away money and making it a little bit harder uh, for infrastructure for new building that might be going on within those cities um, but what would you like to see uh, taken up uh, one story uh, it looks like house republicans are looking at a 400 million dollar tax cut for tax cuts um <laughs> if you if you get to be part of it yeah i mean with 400 million dollars you would think though in a, a state you know with what 1.7 are we up to 1.8 million yet uh, i think it, it's got to be close to 1.8 but with 400 probably, million probably depends on what season it is <laughs> available i i would think there would be a tax cut for everybody house assistant majority leader jason monks said the income tax involves lowering the top income tax bracket from 6.5 to 6 point to 6%. That's what they're looking at. Um, Monks and, uh, had said that Republican Governor Brad Little is behind the tax income cut also. He said uh, that greasing the skids, pretty good on this. So it's looking like with the uh, budget surplus that we have at about $1.6 billion for Idaho, um, much of that attributed to uh, the um, money coming from the federal government as coronavirus relief. And, of course, we're still taking in a lot of business taxes because Idaho is still way ahead of most other states as far as operating uh, businesses here. Um, very good chance that uh, the state, at least people who pay taxes, could be seeing a, uh, ta- a tax either a rebate or a tax cut or a combination of both when the Idaho legislature gets back in session after the first of the year. 
well, whatever they do, I hope they do it well. So if you if you have something you'd like to uh, see taken up this year, I'd love to hear your thoughts at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. I know it's not going to happen, but I, I, I always hear people talking about we have to have marijuana sales <laughs> now that hemp is approved. I think the next step is going to be marijuana. And, and I will reiterate, Chris, I think you're with me on this. I don't think we're going to see this in our lifetime in the state no. of Idaho. No, uh, the best, uh, if you are one hoping to see this in Idaho, I think the best you can do is uh, travel to the, let's say, far western part of the Treasure Valley. And when we come back, I mean, when people hear this story, and we're, we're, we're going to give you the uh, um, audio of this story about just how much money, uh, Chris, of course, talking about Ontario and how much money they made. <laughs> Oh my yeah. gosh, yes, yes, the I was. <laughs> amount of money that they made from marijuana. And, and I hear this, and, and I know a lot of people hear this too and go, oh my gosh, we're missing out on this because a lot of that money that is being spent right across the border comes from people traveling from Idaho across the border to spend I, their money there. I heard that they're paving the uh, roads in gold in Ontario now, but that may be an exaggeration. <laughs> well, based on how much money that they made, might be might. possible to be able yeah. to do that, but um, another thing that's going on in Ontario tells me that there is just absolutely no way this is going to get passed in Idaho because of something else going on, not the amount of money that's being raised and that we are losing here in the Treasure Valley. We'll talk about that when we come back here on News Talk KBOI. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Wow. All I can say is, wow. Some of those words uh, ended in Ilian. (laughs) You know, I hear a story like that and hear that money that is, you know, for the city the size of Ontario, $3 million in extra added tax revenue. And I think to myself, wow. Because a lot of that, and Malheur County, by the way, is on, Ontario's in Malheur County. And you heard in that little uh, cut there from uh, Debbie that Malheur County, the number one county for marijuana income in the state of Portland. It's like how the, uh, what is it, the little town uh, on the border uh, of Idaho and Utah on the Idaho side sells more lottery tickets than anybody else. Yeah. So there's a lot of people that are going across the border. Same deal. If you can't get it in your state, hey, you know, take a short trip. And I, I think to myself when I hear stories like this, it's like, wow, we're missing out on a lot of tax money. 
And it's like maybe this will s- s- change people's minds when they hear that this much money is being spent in another state and stays in another state and in tax revenue. Um, but the flip side of that is, and why I don't think this is this is ever going to change anybody's mind, and especially for the people that are on the fence going, well, you know, maybe marijuana income might not be as, as bad as, as we make it out. You can look at the entire state of Oregon. Police in Oregon, this happened last month, seized 250 tons. That's 250 tons of illegal marijuana from several industrial warehouses in White City. The Oregon State Police announced Saturday, uh, last, uh, I think this was three weeks ago Saturday, that its Southwest Region Drug Enforcement Team served a search warrant at a site that included five warehouses. They found more than 100 people there, including several migrant workers living in poor conditions without running water, as well as what the police called an epic amount of illegal processed marijuana. This was one of the arguments that Oregon used and lawmakers used to get Marijuana legalized in Oregon. That if we just legalize marijuana, the illegal growers will go away because they don't want to compete against legal growers. If we just make it legal, there won't be no more illegal marijuana. And instead, it might be worse. Drug enforcement team estimates that during the two-day search, approximately 500,000 pounds of cannabis was found, as well as firearms. The Oregon State Police said the marijuana had an estimated street value of a half a billion dollars this is just do you think there are well uh, there must be uh so because uh you know demand uh, uh demand is what makes the supply obviously in this case but is there i mean are, are there that many people with you know pot shops all over the place like in portland for instance that uh, are there that many people who still buy it illegally on the street there has to be, or else why would they be growing? Who would they yeah. be selling well, it again, to? Again, yeah. Right? It's, and it's, keep in it's, mind... It's demand, I suppose. Have you ever heard of the city of White City? No. It's a small, small city in Jackson County near the California state line. So you have well, this very it's, small it's, city with a half a billion, just this one little city yeah. with a grow farm that has a half a billion dollars in illegal marijuana. If you live in California, you don't have to go across the border to to get it because it's legal in California too, right? Right. Yeah. So that's interesting. But this is uh, a great place to grow it. Apparently, that that whole region and same California uh, across their border has the same problem with illegal growing because it's you know very isolated. It's in places that it's hard to see even from the air if you're flying over that you can see that. The grow operations are happening, and part of the thing is also it is such a small community. It's not like you have this big, huge grow operation going on in the middle of downtown Portland, for instance. People beg all the time for states' rights, you know, and and which is, you know, I I think that's uh, just something that Americans want or humans want in general is to be at least somewhat in control of their own community and its laws. Uh, and I completely understand that, and, and I understand why people uh, want states' rights for a lot of different, uh, a lot of different issues. Uh, but this is one of them. And states decided we will decide whether or not we can sell marijuana. Idaho decided not to, and Oregon decided to. And no matter, no, no matter where it is, the same people who demand state rights are complaining that the state right next to Idaho sells marijuana. Mm-hmm. 
208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Um, there, there's two sides of that story to you. I mean, and like I said, I, I'm one of those people that I, I don't, you know, want marijuana sold in our state. But yet when I hear stories like uh, the Ontario story that you heard right there, I'm like, that's a lot of money that we're giving up. Maybe we should, when, s- we should be selling it. When you say, I mean, I, I know that when you say I don't want marijuana sold in our state, you mean both legally and illegally. Right. You, do, you don't want It's it being happen. sold illegally already. But yeah. the, the only thing you're really preventing by voting against it is the legal sales. The illegal sales continue. Yeah. So I'm curious, uh, we'll throw this out and we'll take your phone calls, uh, your thoughts. Does the uh, reward outweigh the uh, risks of, I mean, you look at Idaho, Idaho has a lot of different places that, you know, very isolated, just like, you know, Oregon, that it would probably be uh, pretty easy to set up illegal grows. I'm not, you know, a pot farmer, so I don't know, you know, as far as the climate, what type of climate, maybe it's not necessarily enough rain rain to on the other hand fall here know, as, as they do in oregon build a greenhouse and you can do what you want yeah 208-336-3700 pound 670 on your verizon wireless we'll take a break more of your phone calls and emails uh when we get back it is open phones two more segment on the way uh don't forget also uh another chance to win the christmas in color we'll have those on the way within the next half hour if you want to win it 208-336-3700 Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KDOI. Um, happy holidays. Merry Christmas to all of you. That's my uh, two-year-old niece singing uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I was going to say, I'm just curious what label signed her. (laughs) Not too bad for a two-year-old, I guess. No, not bad at all. Uh, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. If you want to get through it, it is open phones today because we will not be here for open phones Friday. It's brought to you by Fast Eddie's in Meridian on Eagle Road. Great place to get into for last-minute gifts. Why? Because they are going to be open Christmas Eve and also Christmas Day. So if you uh, have some stuff you've run out of, maybe you forgot last-minute gifts, um, and want to make sure that uh, you don't walk in empty-handed, get into Fast Eddie's in Meridian on Eagle Road. They are open, like I said, Christmas Eve and Christmas Days. A uh, couple of uh, text messages in at 208-336-3700. Uh, this one says, wow, you guys are sure taking some hits this morning from some of these emails. We do every morning. That's okay. We can take it. On a lighter note, question for both of you, what is your favorite family traditions that you guys celebrate just a guy trying to expose the joy to the world and work this morning well thank you i i i have one that my uh, family growing up did and they still do to this day it, it, and i hated it as a kid but now i think it's kind of cool because it's different than everybody um growing up we grew up on a on a cattle ranch we grew pigs horses all that stuff milk cows and on christmas we would get up. We got. We were allowed to open up our stockings. That was it. 
And so we would be up at the crack of dawn at five o'clock or whatever into our Christmas stockings. And uh, then after that, we would uh, go to church. And after church, we would come home. And this would be about nine o'clock. We'd have to go do our chores, feed the cattle, feed the pigs, milk the cows, all that stuff. And while we were doing that, my mom and my sisters would be making a huge Christmas breakfast and getting Christmas dinner started to get ready. So then we would come in, we'd have a big meal. And then after that, the kids were expected to have all the dishes completely done and put away from breakfast before we could sit down and open up gifts. Now, luckily, when I was a child, I was the oldest of eight children. So with eight kids, it didn't take us long to get through the uh, dishes and and done to sit down, but it was still about 11, sometimes 12 o'clock before we got all of that done, before we finally sat down and opened up gifts. Now, uh, the grandkids that are around um, have to do the same thing. But now that by the time they get done with everything, because, you know, people just aren't as urgent. It isn't as urgent as when we were kids growing up to open up their gifts. Um, now it's it's not strange you know, to see our family not open up gifts until 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And same with us. I mean, we've waited till Christmas night before, and everybody, you know, slept till noon. It's hard to do I, that not, with little kids. Like sure you, you can't make little kids sleep until noon. <laughs> well, <laughs> on Christmas I mean, morning, you know, after mean, a certain age. But I mean, nobody in this house really ever just bounded out of bed at 5 a.m. just, you know, see what was going on. Yeah. They, they just wait. That's, that's one of my, I guess, like I said, I hated it as a kid, but love it now as an adult. Um, another, this is from an avid fan. It says, Merry Christmas, guys. Uh, your grades are a great way to start my day. You always make me laugh. Keep up the good work from an avid fan. Thank you for listening every day. We appreciate and, it, avid. Uh, Lisa says, uh, or Lisa says, uh, it's got two S's, you see, so I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Good morning. I listen to you guys every morning during my workout, mainly because some of your listeners' comments get my heart rate going better <laughs> than any pre-workout on the market. I find myself arguing with your listeners and getting really mad, but every so often one of you reads a message like the one about autocorrect, not capitalizing Trump, and I remember that most of the extreme left and right are crazy with a capital C. (laughs) Ha ha. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, appreciate it. Another email, like I said, this is open phones, uh, so feel free to... uh you know, talk about anything you want. If you want to call us up, phone lines are open. Glenn writes in, Mike at KBY.com. Hey, guys, whatever happened to the lunatic woman who started pilfering the uh, deceased body of the Boise Town Square Mall security guard on the day of the uh, shooting at the mall? Uh, I knew her in high school here in Boise back in the 90s, and she was a bona fide menace back in those days. To hear what she did on that day is no surprise to me. Hopefully she's locked up somewhere. I don't believe she's had her day in court as of yet, so I don't know if she's still locked up as of now or is not. She, is, has she been institutionalized? I don't know. Hmm. I know she was charged, um, but I have not heard anything you know, since whether or not when that court case would come up, if she's been institutionalized or what. Um, Ron from Meridian wrote and says, uh, Boys, the roads in Ontario are made with weed, not gold. Oh, well. <laughs> Merry Christmas to all. Yes, Christmas. And that's Ron from Meridian. Kathy in uh, New Plymouth, Texas, and writes, Before anyone votes for marijuana to be legalized here in Idaho, you need to visit the mess in Ontario. The quality of living has gone way down. Good people are moving out. Others are moving in. Fruitland, Idaho, just across the river, is growing from the uh, problems people are leaving behind. That's Kathy in New Plymouth. Hmm. 
been a while since I've actually visited in downtown in the city of Ontario. Not what I've heard from the people uh, I know in Ontario, but okay. That that is one perspective. They seem to think that the, the, the city is doing just fine. Well, I mean, you can fix a lot of things when you're a city the size of Ontario and you get, what was it, $3 million a year in tax money, more tax money? I mean, this is three million, not three millions total. This is three million dollars in addition to all your other tax money that you raise through. Uh, well, they don't have sales tax, but city taxes, property taxes, things like that. Right. Um, to go with what's going on in Oregon, the Oregon legislature, by the way, just a few weeks ago, dedicated twenty-five million dollars to help police, sheriffs' offices, and community organizations pay for the ballooning costs of cracking down on the thousands of industrial-scale illegal pot farms. Resident says the assistance is welcome, but it's not anywhere close to enough. Jackson County Sheriff Nathan Sickler told lawmakers that cartels have a business model. Put up more cannabis illegal grows than law enforcement can ever get to. They know that they're going to get some, but they know that that we can't take all of it. That's a hell of so, a business plan, isn't it? Uh, so their their plan is is supply will will uh, out outdo demand i guess or supply will completely overrun the police departments who are trying to uh, stop it it sounds like those you know department stores where they uh, have a certain uh, amount of money in in the budget that they expect uh shoplifting you know so they just yeah. plan they plan for that particular loss it uh, sounds like that's what pot growers are doing they're just planning you know, illegal okay, pot growers, okay, right? We've got we've got a certain percentage that will be picked up by the police. Curtis, right in uh, Debbie's report was incorrect. There are roughly nine dispensaries in Ontario. I think her report said six. Uh, the prices of legal cannabis are far lower than the black market. I'm not sure why the black market is still popular. I think I can answer that, and I think this is is the reason, um, because there is much more profit margin in growing pot illegally because you don't have to pay for the permits. You don't have to pay the taxes. What is it? I think taxes are what? 20, 25% on legal, on legal pot. So right there you get, I've heard it's, uh, I've heard it's very high. Yeah. So right there you get a 25% to your profit margin margin. If you are growing pot illegally because you're not paying taxes, you are not, getting and paying for the legal documents to be allowed to grow pot. You're not getting the permission. You're also not paying for water. That's one of the big complaints is that some of these illegal pot farms are stealing water away from people's mm. water sources and people who are paying for their water legally. Instead, hadn't, they just steal thought, the water. Hadn't thought of that. But, uh, yeah, I suppose if a place isn't supposed to have a farm or, you know, doesn't have any kind of record of, of having one, it would be strange if they had a really, really high water bill. Yeah, trust me, there would be no need for black market illegal pot if there wasn't a market for people buying it. Here's a question, uh, and, and I realize I mean, you talked about economically it, it, it's uh, cheaper to buy it off the street, I guess, uh, once you add in the taxes. But are there any people who are simply in it because... Not because they necessarily like weed so much, but because they just like, they don't have fun unless they're doing something that's slightly illegal. They don't have an answer to that. And and by the way, it's not that, I mean, 
I don't think that it's we- cheaper to buy weed illegally than it is to buy weed legally in stores. I could be wrong, but I don't think it's any cheaper. What I what I, what Even I think it is, taxes? yeah. What okay. I think it is is that there's a bigger profit margin for the people who are growing and selling it because they don't have to pay the taxes. They don't have to pay all the other stuff to get gotcha. through. So they're, they're, it's costing them the same amount to grow the weed, but they have a bigger profit margin, margin when they sell it illegally because they don't have all the other bottom line things that they have to pay for that the legal growers are paying for, and that's why you're seeing the cartels and so many people that are doing it illegally, I believe. It still seems strange that in the same state... Uh, you can be uh, arrested for growing and selling marijuana while other people are doing it perfectly legally. Yeah. Uh, and in, in the same state, it depends on how much you're, you're growing, in, <laughs> too, because in Portland, remember, it's also legal to go around with heroin, cocaine, meth, as long as, you know, you promise never to do it again and you don't have as much, uh, have enough that it looks like that you are, you know, distributing it. If it's for personal use and you get caught with meth, cocaine, or heroin, you just say, hey, I promise not to do this again, and I'll go to a class, and they'll let you off for free. Or if you refuse to go to class, they'll just charge you a $100 fine. I believe they do take it away from you as well. Well, yeah, probably take it away from you, yeah. I can't imagine them handing it back. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Take a break. One more segment on the way. Uh, We're just about through with today's show. It is a Festivus Miracle. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. I got a lot of problems with you people! <laughs> Today's Festivus. It's traditionally you celebrated on the uh, 23rd of December every year. You do a fairly good Jerry Stiller. <laughs> Um, by the way, there are cities, as we mentioned a little bit earlier, that celebrate Festivus officially. Austin, Erie, Pennsylvania, St. Paul, Minnesota, just to name a few of the uh, cities that uh, celebrate Festivus. And I guess it'd be really easy if you want to celebrate in your own house. Just get yourself an aluminum pole and stick it up. That's all you really have even, to do, even right? Even if you live alone. I mean, you can air grievances to a cat or you know, to whom <laughs> And feats of strength. I mean, you're going to win that. You could all just also yell that I got a lot of problem with you people, as I have done all morning long. Yell it out the window. That's always fun. <laughs> Lisa writes in, uh, Hi, Mike. Follow up on yesterday's conversation about feminism. I thought it was funny, but in a good way, that our Christmas story had the men and boys going out to feed the stock and the women and girls cooking breakfast back when people intuitively understood their strengths and weaknesses. Oh, no. You're telling me our family was anti-feminist. I'm going to have to have a discussion with my Sorry. parents about this and just, probably see some counselor after the holidays. I'm just letting that sink in with you for a while. <laughs> um, I, I, I've saved this here for the last part of the show, so I'm going to read this. This is an email that we uh, got in. It's kind of funny, and it's lighthearted, a great way to end the show in the week before the holidays. Um, this is a kind of history that should be taught in schools today. We would be in a lot better shape as a country. The two most important events in all of our history were the innovation of beer and the invention of the wheel. Beer required grain, and that was the beginning of agriculture. Neither the glass bottle nor aluminum can were invented yet, so while our early humans were sitting around waiting for them to be invented, they just stayed close to the brewery. That's how villages were formed. 
The wheel was invented to get man to the beer and vice versa. These two are the foundation of modern civilization, and together they were the catalyst for splitting of humanity into two distinctive groups, liberals and conservatives. Some men spent their days tracking and killing animals at a barbecue at night while they were drinking beer. This was the beginning of what is known as the conservative movement. Other men who were less skilled at hunting, called vegetarians, which was the early human word meaning bad hunter, learned to live off conservatives by showing up for nightly barbecues and doing the sewing, fetching, and hairdressing. This was the beginning of the liberal movement. Some noteworthy liberal uh, achievements include the domestication of cats, the invention of group therapy, group hugs, and the concept of democratic voting to decide how we divide the meat and beer that conservatives had provided. Over the years, conservatives came to be symbolized by the largest, most powerful land animal on earth, the elephant. Liberals symbolized by the jackass for obvious reasons. Conservatives drink real beer. They eat red meat and they still provide for their women. Conservatives are members of the military, big game hunters, rodeo cowboys, lumberjacks, etc. Conservatives who own companies hire other conservatives who want to work for a living. Liberals produce little or nothing like they like to govern the producers and decide what to do with their production. Liberals believe Europeans are more enlightened than Americans. That's why most of liberals remained in Europe when conservatives were coming to America. Here ends today's lesson in world history. Let your next action reveal your true self. I'm going to grab a few beers and grill some steaks. Have yourself a Merry Christmas. Uh, Chris, Merry Christmas to you and your family. Same to you. I'm on vacation next week. We'll talk to you.